0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Popcorn Watchlist Podcast, where we discuss and celebrate our favorites in TV and film. I'm your host, Xavier, and today I am joined by, of course, the usual suspects, Danny and Zach. Say hello, gentlemen. What's up, y'all? What's up? And today we have a special guest filling in for Anthony. Um, We have met her before. Uh, She has great Tom Hanks insight, and she's our go-to whenever we have to talk about America's dad in films. But uh, say hi, Tina. Hi, Tina hi everybody What what's going on so um i take it you actually caught up on the assignment uh we are here because we are continuing our weekly series on recommended films from the popcorn watch list uh this week's was brought to us by zach zach refresh our memory what movie is it that we watched for today so last week i recommended that we watch uh full
1: metal jacket which is a vietnam era well, the movie takes place in the Vietnam era, in the Vietnam War era, but the movie came out in like the eighties. Eighty-seven.
0: Uh, it's like two years before. Uh, sorry, two months before I was born. But yeah, uh, 19, June 26, nineteen eighty-seven, I think. If that's if I'm not mistaken, uh, Danny's our fact guy. I believe he's looking that up. It is nineteen eighty. Yeah, eighty seven so. for sure. I want to say it was in June. I think it was June 26. So I, I had recommend,
1: recommended the movie because it was one I hadn't seen yet, and I. Kind of picked from a, a small pool of movies that i haven't seen and figured out oh, why not i had seen like uh, you know bits and pieces uh really well, which, which was really only from the first part of the movie the first yep. 40 minutes i hadn't seen any scene before of anything after that um so it was like a totally com- like
0: different movie than what i was expecting yeah man and uh, a huge tonal shift also have you ever seen any other stanley kubrick movies have you seen like two thousand one, A Space Odyssey, A Clockwork Orange, The Shining? Uh, the Shining. Nope. Man. I'm so not. yeah, you were not prepared for very Stanley Kubrick esque. Uh, you know, the, his his kind of like the way he is. It's a, basically it's a war movie, but it's sort of like a you know, it's an anti kind of war movie, but just st- shot in this really stark, like almost like brutally realistic lens that he puts into this. So it's like. His take, you know, like you expecting maybe something artsy-fartsy, he's like, no, hey, like this is this is what you see here, and it's all coming from these very like, uh, kind of uh like rigid and structured, especially like you said, the first forty-ish minutes in the movie in boot camp, like uh, on Paris Island, it's this whole like everything's in proper frame, no one's focused uh, more than the everybody else, Uh, everything's all kind of set because it's supposed to be set and regimented because these uh you know drafted um, marines are now being you know just Broken down to their bare essentials and made into living weapons, as the gunnery sergeant says. Um, but, Danny, did we be able to check that? What date? Was that right? Yeah, so June 1st, did my uh, homework. 87. June 1st?
2: Yeah. Ooh,
0: okay. And then um, we all watched it on HBO Max. Yep, currently on HBO Max. Obviously, these things always, like, uh, cycle swish out. around, and they cycle in, cycle out. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think you know i've seen the movie uh, like zach all to, uh, bits and pieces um, i've also seen it all at once but this was a while ago like in college and the you know like it's a whole like there are very small scenes in there that like i remember like very vividly but it's like oh i forgot it's from full metal jacket like because sometimes people get a lot of the vietnam movies kind of uh kind of lumped in together, but it's definitely no like Forrest Gump in Vietnam style, Vietnam. There's no, you know, uh, there's interesting music choices. That's for sure. Um, but there's definitely, you know, there isn't any, uh, gosh, clearing, uh, Creedence Clearwater revival and all those other, you know, but we call the Vietnam classics.
2: It was very like uneasy feeling music, except for like when they played some of those songs, but
0: I think, yeah, like the, the score itself yeah. is really like, moody and tense and you never knew like it's like people were you know like it always felt like the, the rug was gonna get pulled out from somebody it was like just like really I don't want to say creepy but it just felt tense like just really really tense um I don't know Zach you're always big on movie scores too how did that make you feel like or what kind of yeah the
1: the only parts of the score that I can remember are the ones in the more intense scenes like uh like when all the other uh Cadets, I guess, like uh, they held down uh, D'Anafrio's character and oh, started hitting him with the socks.
0: Yep. Um, like that, with, with like like the, the, the violin, yeah. like with the high pitch. It's like, yeah, freaky, but also I felt like uh, weirdly there were doing I also felt like kind of half sad at the same time. Yeah. Like it was just, there were a lot of interestingly mixed emotions in there. So that was really creepy, but also really, I don't know, effective. Really, in yeah. the end. Really, really cool. Um, but yeah, like going right into it, um, you know, it's the whole thing. I don't know. Like, yeah. Um, I, again, really happy, Tina, that you saw it. But uh, I think initially, did you recognize? We're going to go right into like the first part of the movie where they're all doing their training, basic training and boot camp. Did you recognize the the drill sergeant guy?
3: No, I didn't. And this was the one that mentioned who he, who he is. The only person I recognized was Vincent, and I was like, like, oh my god, that's him, but he looks so young. So it was like, I know it's him, but is it really him?
0: (laughs) I watched this with my sister, and, you know, she hadn't seen this in a very long time. And so she's watching the whole movie, and she's seeing all these parts with Gomer Pyle, played by Vincent D'Onofrio. Is it Leonard Lawrence is his normal name, but then he gets renamed Gomer Pyle, because the gunnery sergeant's just that guy. He's just gonna berate and treat you like garbage. He always plays these like people who just have these like slight pushes to like psychotic breaks he's really good also in this this movie with jennifer lopez called the cell um was it jennifer lopez yeah yeah so it's a he plays like a like a, a a psychopath and uh he and basically she's like she has this like weird like technology where she can go inside his brain and basically it's just this weird cracked out like wild Like, is this a movie where they
3: slice a horse? Maybe. I think this movie I I watched that movie where I think it was so strange that
0: Yeah, Vince Vaughn's in it too, but it's also like it's a really weird, it's a wild movie. Like I think like it's one of those movies where it's like, man, like everybody should watch it just for like how wildly visually insane it is. Um but yeah, like he does those characters really, really well. And I I think it started in full metal jacket. But uh yeah, going back to the Drill Sergeant. Uh, Danny, if you want to enlighten the audience, if they don't already know, tell us a little bit about, uh, the actor who played, uh, the guttery sergeant. Yeah. So he
2: was actually a drill sergeant in real life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you might also know him from playing the green army men in, uh, Toy Story. He's
0: the Green Army Man in Toy Story. That is correct. So that was a that cool, is, cool. That note. is our. That is a former Marine. Arlie uh, Arlie Ermy. God uh, rest in peace. He died in 2018. But uh, he, I loved him also. And he had a History Channel show where he um, was uh, like he would they would go through like actual real life war weapons, and he would like go through the. Like a, you know, just you know, narrating history, you know, all this stuff, and then he would actually like fire him in real life because you know, he has the, the military training to do so, and um, it's just really it was like he brought definitely authenticity to that movie because that felt that whole sequence felt like hella real.
1: And he was in the Marine Corps,
0: yeah, yeah. he indeed uh, was in the Marine Corps, he's a staff sergeant, yeah, and Except then and gunnery and the sergeant, sergeant, yeah. So before we watch, gunny, this movie, they
2: call him gunny. Before we watched this movie, I hadn't seen a trailer or anything about it. Oh, good for you! And then, but the only thing I did, know, like I felt like I've seen at some point, was him being the drill sergeant. That um, whole opening scene is like, like in the, some parts,
1: probably yeah. the most uh, recognizable part. Uh, yeah, Zach yeah.
0: brought it up last week when he's talking about when he goes to uh, Cowboy, and he's he's talking about how there's only <laughs> there's only two <laughs> things that come out of Texas. <laughs> it's steers and queers and you sure don't look like a steer to me so that about narrows it down about, yeah so that about <laughs> narrows it down yeah uh oh, man. he just threw a, a whole of bunch of he threw a whole bunch that i can't even say and out apparently, here apparently a lot of that are you a peter puffer improvised. i was like holy crap yeah that's the thing a, a lot, lot of, of it that is improvised. was prim- uh,
1: improvised which was crazy to me like to do that and not break character to not stutter to not do anything or have someone else laugh and do the whole scene yeah I- i'm pretty sure uh some of like um feel kind of, like, grinning a little bit, maybe... That had to be character. him corpsing a little bit.
0: Because we I was watching was, my sister, she's just like... That a lot of character. She's just like, he's just like, that has to be, like, for real him breaking. And then, <laughs> sir, like... Sir, I can't help it, sir. <laughs> yeah. And that's, like, that's real. That's got to be real. And, uh, you know, we, we go to... what is is it that this guy what is it that joker says so um like i forgot the line that he says but he's like who said that he just runs right over and just starts berating the dude to hell and like slapping him and uh so that ends up being the main character of the movie uh is known as joker he's played by matthew modine of uh so everybody will know matthew modine uh from the hit netflix show stranger things uh zach which uh zach finally finally enough has still not seen nope so let's make fun of him for like four seconds about that how dare <laughs> you? no i'm kidding uh so um he plays uh the uh head scientist in the uh, hawkins lab the one that's uh that kind of like raises 11 and pop up yeah that's him um yeah that's like his big his uh yeah like that that for me that's I think what everybody knows him as right now so uh yeah he plays this character that's just going through basic training and uh he almost gets like thrusted responsibility f- of uh vincent d'onofrio's character you like, know Gomer, Pyle. Him, yeah, yeah like teach him train him learn him learn him stuff and uh you know like you see th- all the basic training stuff all the uh he's teaching him how to do stuff with his rifle how to do everything properly how to go up and down the obstacle like that was cool and like a bit of like, hey, it's camaraderie and stuff, but you could still see that this dude's breaking like mentally. Um, you know, uh, like that whole thing, like seeing his decline mentally, like how did, how do you think that was effective? Uh, do you think it was effective, let's say Tina, like in seeing him just like psychotic break by the end of that whole sequence?
3: Well, like Nunez, I didn't watch the, tra- the trailer or I didn't know anything about the movie so it took me off guard because I didn't know Joker which is we find out later on it's the main character I didn't know he was the main character so seeing Leonard change from this like sweet boy and just his facial expression changed so it was like that part where he you know he has lost it completely was like I was like okay this movie's it hasn't been an hour and we're already here i was like where's this movie going is this a horror movie like what is happening and to me i think the point of no return was when they hit him with the soap especially when joker was the one that hit him with the soap you can tell that yeah you can like, the hesitation and can't. they make the eye contact and i think that was the point of no return for for then to he be does like, it a
0: few times too yeah everyone yeah. else kind of did it once, once, once. yeah i mean because he was eating that jelly donut while everybody had to do push-ups he was like sucking his thumb while people are doing burpees like yeah It was, like, to a point where, like, man, something's going to break. also his
1: pants down earlier in a scene where they were marching and he had his pants down at his ankles. Yeah. He was doing the same thing with slinging his thumb.
0: Yep. And, again, like, that's part of, like, probably breaking him, to like, that's part of breaking him, too. It's just, like, everyone else is suffering because of me. This is all my fault. And then I got to be the perfect good soldier. And then he does it too well uh, to the point where it's just, like, all right, yeah, like, this is bound to happen. You start seeing him, like, being good at the rifle. You're, like, oh, no. Like, this guy found the thing. He starts talking to it. Yeah. was well, it? Charlene. Charlene. Or like well
2: he he was good with the rifle. Yeah, and he was, was good.
0: The... Well it was really what's funny too is not funny but very interesting again, like just talk about how much of a like impact the movie has throughout the whole like training sequence. They talk about like, you know, like they're saying their prayer like right before they go to sleep about their rifles like there's many like it, but then you know, but this one is mine. I, uh, I'm
3: nothing with my rifle. I'm not with my
0: rifle is nothing without me like that whole bit you're like holy crap that's a uh, that's heavy but like that's part of the whole thing. You see also um, uh, they're doing their marching and it's like this is my rifle and this is uh, this is my gun. This is for fight. This is for fun. <laughs> I remember that originally I was like, "Oh snap!" Because it was, they you, they did that in Family Guy, and so now I'm rewatching the movie. I was like, "Hey, Stewie did that that one time," and that's told that became like uh, a, a, definitely a big thing there. Uh, there was there was a lot of random like reference. I feel like random. They're not co- directly some directly connected and some not directly connected to family like Family Guy cribbed off of this movie, but uh, it was very very. Uh, it's sort of like oh, uh, like an eye opener again. Like dang, that's what a lot of this stuff is from. Uh, yeah, like there was a lot of stuff that I picked up on. and I was like, oh, I've
2: heard of that or I've seen that somewhere. And, uh, it's cool to see. It,
0: it they saying happy birth- birthday. saying happy birthday to Jesus on Christmas Day, yeah. and that was that. That to me is like, this is is he serious right now? It was like, but he, that was that was part of the wild thing too. Is like, is is the is Gunny serious? Is he just like. Are they just like, he's just trying to like break them by like having him say happy birthday? It's Christmas for Mr. Jesus, and he goes off on Joker for the whole like Holy Mary thing. That was that 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 stuck out to me of just like oh that's that dude's breaking point. Is it like is it not like what's going on here? Like I felt like everything was a mind game uh, in this the whole like basic training sequence. But uh, yeah, at the very end we get to one of the one of the icon- another iconic line where you know uh, Gomer files just talking to his rifle and he's just like is, is that thing loaded and he's just like you know just looks at him with that really freaky creepy stare <laughs>
3: that was really creepy yeah, yeah. no, yeah.
0: but and the thing is like in that scene vincent d'onofrio his left eye looked like it was rolled like back which was freaking me out and yeah, just cause, like because you don't see
1: his his uh is it iris right yeah you don't see you don't see like his iris is just like the white of his eyes
0: yeah like you really just it's, see the way his person. head is so like, like so far leaning but like forward. still like looking at joker but not and like he's just out there like he has what they, they talk about it later in the in the movie and they talk about the stare or just like oh you haven't been in the shit oh, the thousand yard the thousand stare. yard stare like he, he was kind of there already and so you know joker's looking, like are those live rounds he's just like seven six two millimeter Full Metal Jacket. I read the name of the movie, and he's just like that one. Whenever, whenever, yeah, I hear that, I'm like, ding ding, name of the movie. But also, like, it's just really (laughs) yeah. It's like he said it. (laughs) (laughs) Leo, the Leo pointing, like he did it, and yeah, it all culminates in him shooting the gunnery sergeant. I love before he he gets shot. He says one of my favorite lines. He's just like. Uh, it's like what is this Mickey Mouse? <laughs> what is this Mickey Mouse shit? And then he just goes there and he's like talking about like uh You know, like it's freeze-free free. I was like, hey, he has live rounds in there and he's just like what is your major malfunction? I'm nuts like that that line But I, then he started to slow down yeah, and like be he's, like, oh, he's okay. said that before in other things or like that line has been said before and like in games and other stuff like that But yeah, like even then you see he's just like he's trying to slow down, but he's still berating him It's like yeah. homie. What'd you expect? Like, you broke this dude beyond repair, and now he's just going to pop you in the chest with an M14. What's funny is that, because that scene
1: I had seen before, and I I assumed that that would be the end of the movie.
0: Uh, oh, man, look at you. I'm so glad you... Because, again, win. I've only
1: seen scenes from the boot camp nothing else uh, he's like
0: i've only seen uh, one third
1: of the movie <laughs> which is basically so I, yeah so i figured okay so parts of like, the movie's movie. gonna end where where
2: he ends up shooting shooting yeah. the, 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 the drill sergeant. i thought it was the end too, and then it was like
0: oh okay we have a, whole, a different whole different whole movie, movie. Movie. A hour
1: and
2: 20 left <laughs> and
0: still. what's great because like after all this like they they graduate their basic training and they're like some of you are not gonna make it it's like Oh, that's, that's a stark reality. That's freaky.
3: But I feel like they didn't react to it. Like, I feel like they all knew what they were there for, like, to die.
0: Well, because that's part of the whole main theme of the movie, is that, like, everybody, you just get, like, the whole process of all this just dehumanizes you and, like, takes away a piece of you. And, like, you just either have to compartmentalize it or you just, you're gone. Like, Whoa. in some way, shape, every character in some way, shape, or form, like... Disassociated or just became like a base, you know, animal instinct person or just became insane or just like mentally, like had to, de- you know, just couldn't handle a lot of these things and either had a break or, or something like that.
2: It was starts so off with the movie, them getting the haircut. Mm-hmm. That's like the start of like, yeah, them you, being someone else, like, you know,
0: changing. Yeah, you're getting you're who you were before, you're getting that junk wow. completely shaved off, and you saw the whole the pile of hair on uh and even then like at the end they start getting their assignments and he goes to joker he's like what the hell like your military journalism he's <laughs> just like yep i was a school paper <laughs> suck it and you know then wild stuff happens but after that they get he gets shipped off to vietnam and uh, you know That's he's, he's a field reporter starts. yeah it's like the second part of the movie kind of goes in so that was pretty it's cool to see just like but you needed that like you need all the, the, the craziness that he had, he experienced in basic training but now he's like oh my military job is for a newspaper basically or like a, a you know re- news reporting stars and stripes reporting was what it was
3: so when I started like when I started watching the movie I thought this movie was gonna be like one of those like happy ending movies where like oh you know Leonard had to go through all the have struggles have you never seen a
0: Stanley Kubrick movie I don't think
3: so no I don't think anyone here except me other, seen other the than Stand- The
0: Shining I've seen I The Shining I that's the only one mean, I've seen mean happy ending like I
3: know but like you know it starts at, and I was, like oh Leonard gonna be like that guy that struggled you know like and then ends up saving everybody and I was like oh this yeah. is great you know all these people the that are being mean really. to him you know he's gonna save them and like happy ending and then obviously that turns not into that and I was Suburgent. like okay this might be horror movie is what it is right and i feel like i blinked well
0: war is horror. hell yeah know, but like that? you know when
3: he's in the bathroom and he and he starts shooting or whatever yeah and then i blink and i feel like i'm watching a whole different movie and i was like i feel like this is a three movie in one but was something that i don't know i don't know if i'm right on this or not like i feel like the joker didn't want to be part of it or didn't want this this is tied to who he was as a human because he like he didn't have to take the journal, like the journalist like job, right? Like he got the training as everybody else. And then even there when he's with the like at war, when he's with his friend, uh, and the friend is like, Oh, I wanna go where the war is, where the action is, he's like, No. No, like, you don't. like yeah. yeah, you don't want that. And I feel like he didn't wanna like be in that part of war. And I thought it was like kinda different to what everybody else
0: Yeah, like and you even saw it. His his body armor jacket had the piece yeah, the peace pin, mm-hmm. and then he also Colin had said, the "Born the to, kill, to Kill," mm-hmm. which that's the whole idea is, it's like I'm born to kill because that's what you're making me right now. But hey, man, like this is—I don't really necessarily agree with it.
1: And even even the one—I uh, don't know what general or what position he was or rank he was. I mean, that one scene where they have like all the all the, all the bodies uh, that are covered in white, like he says, like like he's like yeah, like you said, he called him out for wearing the peace pin, but then also have "Born to Kill," which is uh which is a contradiction. <laughs> he's like Sir, it's
0: the, he's like Sir, it's the duality of man he's like what yeah the duality of man it's uh you know it's very uh, carl young he says jungian because it's from philosopher carl jung like and he's like yeah it's very much of that and he's just like look i just want to ask for one thing it's like ask for you, you i forgot what he says this is something of like like the i want I, I, to obey my orders like the word of god or something and he's just like saying like I need to you know to be all in on this you, you know tell people to be all in on this and it's like damn buddy like chill out but also okay I guess and that that character uh,
1: he was he's played by uh uh Bruce, was it Bruce Bow I think is his name um who was in Empire Strikes Back as oh really uh I forget the name of the character I'm going to look it up right now actually as we're uh, talking about this because when I when I looked up or when I looked him up, because I when I saw the when I saw him in, in the scene, I'm like, okay, I've seen this guy before, but I, I couldn't remember exactly where I had seen it or where, where I would seen him. So when I, when I looked him up, I saw that he played uh, this character.
0: Oh, it's that's uh, General uh,
2: Carlist That Riken.
0: yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a uh, you have to call yeah, follow General Raiken. Like everybody yeah, he's the guy in Empire. They're uh, evacuating the rebel base. Uh, mm-hmm. Which so he's is, this movie came out seven Yeah, years he's a colonel. Before. So he, he's the colonel in Full Metal Jacket. So colonel. he's the guy talking about, like, yeah, you just gotta, you know, do what I say. You know, like, you gotta do the orders, get it done. But yeah, this whole second, like Tina mentioned, this whole second part of the movie is just, like, the realization of, like, why these people are just kind of, like, becoming numb to being human and just, like, having to go through it all. Like, you have some people, like... Getting to the point where, like, oh, I have to, you know. The one guy's like, oh, I respect my enemy, even though he's like, you know, celebrating next to one of their dead bodies, like almost all kind of weird in a weird appreciation post. I was like, we came into their city, blah, blah blah, but you know, they're big, you know, they're they're really tough and strong. Then you have this other dude. It was great. It was played by uh, Adam Baldwin, a very young Adam Baldwin. I called they called him Animal Mother. Um, I totally forgot he was in the movie, but he is like, you know, big macho uh war guy with an m60 machine gun running around and just you know and you have know some of the other teammates just tell him like or sorry squad mates like yeah this guy's it's kind of dumb but you know he's he's good in a fight like he's he can take them all out and uh but before that like we get uh you know uh joker and god what's his name this kid um he had like a really like rafterman rafterman yeah rafterman uh he, like, they're both, like, kind of, like, on, on that, like, um, just hanging out, like, taking pictures, and then they get solicited by, you know, one of these processes, and she says, a very famous line, you know, uh, <laughs> she does the, what I call the two live, the, it's basically the two live crew sample, because she just does the, <laughs> literally the, me so honey we love you a long time. And then, like, it's messed up because then they're just out here like, trying to, like, haggle her down in price. I was like, oh, come yeah, on. I felt, it was, that felt really, like, weirdly uncomfortable. I was like, oh, come on. And then they get their camera stolen. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, and, the whole
2: movie is, like, uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And on uh, purpose.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, like, a lot of the, a lot of the, the it's, language, a lot of the, the, the human, dehumanizing, uh, you know, uh, derogatory names and stuff you're like damn like this movie dude yeah it's uh, just going full out
0: and when they're in the Denang base and the Tet offensive starts and you know he jumps right into the machine uh, joker jumps right into the machine and starts shooting down like you know the, the would-be invaders you know the, the north Viet Cong trying to come in and shoot mm-hmm. and that was the same time that like uh before rafterman's like i want to be in it you know he's like tina miss like oh i want to be in the fight and you're like oh no man no you don't you don't want to be a part of this dude um and then you have uh, we mentioned now like one guy before he's just like, talk about joker Like he hasn't really been in war and been in combat he's like oh because you don't have the thousand yard stare you just kind of look off into somewhere and just freak out like and you know and i think that's where like a lot of the internet memes are like the dogs looking out in the distance and you have all the helicopters <laughs> yeah like that's where that comes that, that's where the people talk about the thousand yard stairs like that stare of the dog just you know trauma <laughs> just doing terrible stuff um what else uh the oh man the part that was really messed up was the uh the helicopter ride when the German, oh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah he starts killing everybody like remember, farmers. yeah remember the because the, the their editor it, he kept uh saying is like no i always need puff pieces whatever and then joker's like no i think there's actually gonna be like an offensive like, I think this is going to happen, guys. Like, no, 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 we need to win. So we need to say that we killed an officer or whatever. He's like, um, sure, I guess. What do you want? Like, like he says it in like, a smart-ass comment. Like, what do you want to have to kill a sapper or a uh, or an officer? And, you know, the, the editor is like, whatever. And then, like, he comes back and tells him that, hey, I was kind of right. He's like, hey, well, you know what? You go up into the combat zone now. Like, almost sending him out there out of spite. And then the young kid, Rafterman, is just like, yeah, I want to go too. He's like, you know what? Yeah, you can go. You're watching over him. He's just like, like freaking out. And that's where we get that, you know, the 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 door gunner is just shooting indiscriminately at Viet Cong. It's like, no wonder they hate them being there. And they're just all like, you know, even later on where they have that whole battle, you know, some of the squad mates die and they're they're filming him while, while they're filming out to Surf and Bird uh which again the 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 musical choices were spot on for being so like not what you think of a vietnam movie like they're they were perfect like surf and Bird made perfect sense to see like people were like you know bandaged up burnt and just kind of like waiting while there's actual like combat happening and there's like these guys still taking videos it's like it's making a show out of it and the they they interview people and you have some of the soldiers like oh they're 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 ungrateful like they want to we should we're shooting at the wrong ones it's like dude what's what's wrong like what's going on it's like that kind of warped perspective and because they're just out there and being told what to do and it's like all right like that's 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 it like we're not fighting and people are like oh we're fighting for freedom like you really think we're fighting for freedom like no like we're fighting because someone said so like that they've forced us to send here and uh and you see that and you almost see like the kind of like resentment and the kind of just like reflection of just like what the hell are we doing here and especially as like they see people dying and you know and it kind of boils over when they're on that patrol and like some of their squad mates get shot by that sniper Yeah. and they're just like screw this we're just gonna b- bum rush it and you know disobey orders to go take out the sniper like out of spite and like revenge because they're just they've had yeah, enough a, because of uh what's his name 8ball and the other guy yeah uh, it was 8ball and then yeah. Doc that got yeah. shot and then you know cowboy just stands in the wrong spot and just gets sniped through a building which was a pretty pretty rad shot but also it's kind of sad and oh, that, that's that whole time where you still see like joker still just like this is really happening and this is like you know it's still like it's not like really hitting him but it's just like he's see- finally seeing it he's like man yeah, this really does suck like oh there were political dissidents. Dis- i just saw it in a mass grave and now squad mates are dying and you know and in the end it all kind of culminates to where they take down the sniper and the sniper is like this teenage girl mm-hmm. just with an ak-47 so yeah. that means they're trash like you know she's that's not a sniper rifle. that's just an ak like and you know they they finally take her down and who, who takes her down is the freaking like rafterman who just goes from like super scared and then becomes super like you saw that after that he like gunned her down and she's still alive which is also the messed up part he's all like gung-ho about it he's like yeah i'm of you guys i did it and he's just like they, they go, and, they, and Kubrick does this great, like, he she sees, like, the reaction to everybody right before they decide what to do with the girl, and they go to Raptorman oh, yeah. and he's just, like, like, like bloodthirsty, like, he's in there, he's like, yeah, like, I killed somebody, like, it's nuts, you know, like, it, it's just, you see that whole theme of just, like, losing a part of who who you are, like, with, with war and stuff, it's... And really Joker freaky. still wanted to, like, save her. Yeah, he's like, we well, gotta do something, he's like, no, she's dead, she's dead meat, damn, that was that was the phrase that that hit it hard i was like that's dead meat and like it was almost like a mercy kill but like he had to like you know just close off the emotion and still like do it which you know i mean she's like suffering there and she even then says it she's like shoot me i was like yep she says like 30 times like just do it and he's like he gets it done and then it's like the, and what's cool is Joker's voiceover narrations like degrade downward from like being more introspective, philosophical, and then the end is just like, he's just like, almost kind of accepted it too, just like, yeah, this is what we are now. Like this is, we're just living weapons going through the whole thing. And uh, what's going to get me through it at the whole company singing the Mickey Mouse Club theme song. And uh, which, like, uh, that was that that to me is that, that the, the scene that I remember the most from this movie. Like all the times I've seen it is that it's just they're walking through a burning city, like football's bombed out and just like singing through the Mickey Mouse theme song, the club theme song. Sorry. like I mean,
1: It is a big contrast between the setting and the moods between like with with all the soldiers.
0: Yeah. Like they're just like, hey, that, 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 that's what gets us through the day. Right. Like it's just it's a weird coping mechanism that we're all, you know, we're in a brotherhood and the Mickey Mouse club theme song is also like almost a weird if you think about it thematically it's kind of like a brotherhood thing too because it's like you you can there's a place for you and me and whatever if you listen to the lyrics it makes sense but yeah you may not hear that song the same ever again no i've never heard the song the same since uh, since watching like that I've movie as a teenager ever. i've never heard the song <laughs> he has yeah. never watched old mickey Mouse stuff no but yeah like i as a kid again watching this like seeing that movie, not a kid, like as a teenager watching the movie, he's like, wow, that's really freaky. And then, like, in later on in life, like you go to Disney World, and you hear that song, like, <laughs> thousand yards there, you have
1: the thousand yards there, I have the stare. you're the chihuahua in that meme. <laughs> I
0: absolutely am. <laughs> this is the only that time I saw <laughs> the full metal jacket. Stanley Kubrick can't stop traumatizing me. Freaking The Shining in two thousand one, and now this one, freaky man but uh i know like so yeah like I, there were again a lot of references that you had uh zach like the 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 gunnery sergeant stuff all of that yeah. uh the the, the two live crew song uh were you able to catch any others like, um, any other like quotable stuff
2: i'd have to think on it but i i know like at the moment <laughs> like while watching it i was like oh okay yeah i have seen this somewhere yeah like not knowing exactly where from but uh, it is Well, the the up. the other part was the 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 miso horny
1: part because there's there's the, the one scene there's the one scene in Forty Year Old Virgin. <laughs> oh yeah, he also
0: me so horny. Yeah,
1: where where Steve Carell's character is is trying to like say, oh yeah, I've had I've had sex, yeah, you know this, and she would say yeah, she would talk dirty to me, she would yeah. And then she's oh, be so horny.
0: It's so stupid, but it's hilarious. Now you know where he got that from because he watched Full Metal Jacket. Um, there are a lot of other little things like the uh, like the uh, the the Born to Kill helmet. I was like, oh yeah, like that's a, that imagery is originally from that movie. Um, like a lot of the the other stuff. Like, what's your major malfunction? uh the, again the mickey mouse club theme song thing all the musical reference like the the musical choices nice. like the one that i hadn't remembered until rewatching the the it was surfing bird because that was a whole like family guy bit for like a year it was like uh really 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 funny but all- at the same time it made sense it's like uh, it's like a party song and it's just, like oh but these people are like suffering and fighting in a war and they're being kind of picked through um there was some- there are a couple other ones like i think there was a uh sort of like a uh, there was a song i think they were playing when they were in the bunks like in their journalism crew and that's when they start talking about like the thousand yard stare and it's just kind of like how like traumatizing this stuff can be i forgot there was, there was another song that i remember hearing i was like oh wow like and then my watching with my sister she was like is this song from the movie i was like i mean it's used in it but it's not it's been used in other stuff but um like even the, the beginning song or the uh you know like the Hello Vietnam, uh, I'll go ahead and bring up the whole. If you want to, Danny, read down the musical list, and you'll be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah I was like just
2: pulling it up. Here. Chapel
0: of Love was one. Was the other big one, and then you know Surfing Bird. Bird. Pain, oh, Painted Black
2: towards the end. That was oh, the yeah, credits. That was all credits.
0: Yeah, yeah. again, if, if ending with Painted Black makes you think like, damn, like no color and life anymore is just black.
2: Really freaky. So the the his daughter, Vivian Kubrick, did the The score. Score. Yeah, she did.
0: I looked that up too. But yeah. But uh yeah, I think she's also an actress, which is funny enough. Um, so I think uh it's really like if this is your first Stanley Kubrick movie, like yeah, um you're in for I mean like it's I don't wanna say it's one of his tamer movies but like it's easier to get than like trying to watch something pretty abstract like 2001 a space odyssey uh i mean i think tina you said you've seen the shining yeah okay so yeah you've seen the shining so that one is like Mm -hmm. pretty straight up as a horror movie um but I think Danny, you've never seen any of his stuff, right? Until now. I've seen The Shining. You've seen The Shining, oh, okay. And, and Zach, perfect. you've seen nothing, right? I've seen nothing. <laughs> so again, this, this being your first movie, like usually everybody's first Stanley Kubrick movie is The Shining. Yeah. And then they go to something like- uh, Space Odyssey maybe. Then they go straight to 2001. And then if you wanna see, like, you're talking about like, stuff that's like really uncomfortable to watch, um, A Clockwork Orange is also really, one of those really uncomfortable ones to watch uh and then i think but before that if they want to get into like something of his that's not too it it is kind of out there but still entertaining it would be like um dr Strangelove or how i learned to to stop worrying about the bomb
1: that uh, it's it's like on the top of my list to watch
0: well there you go so now you have a taste of what the the director does it's a little satirical it's a little not satire but it's like it's very
1: but it, it is a it is a black comedy
0: yeah exactly so Full Metal Jacket had some of those moments too where it's just like hey yeah, this is whole, dark
1: the whole like first maybe 10-20 yeah.
0: minutes 20 minutes of it it's like this is funny it's also messed up
3: is, is that like a signature of him like obviously I am not see shining in this movie work and no play, but, but like you know how how like the character goes from being a sweet guy like a quote-unquote, normal guy to be, to loosen it, like, like I feel like The seem, Shining, like, I feel like The Shining was the same thing, is that, like, a signature thing for him? Is kind it, like, of, for
0: somebody's in a way, and then over the course of their experiences, they Completely change changed. into, yeah. like, yeah, like, I mean, there are character arcs, but, like, this is, like, a thing where, like, yeah, like, one could consider, like, a decline, or just, like, a like a, an irrevocable change. It's like, you saying
3: network. that, like, after you said, like, oh, he also did The Shining, I was, like, okay, there's some similarities yeah, there. Yeah, like, like,
0: there's people, you know, having mental breaks, for sure, like, uh, you know, Jack and Gomer Pyle share that in common. Except Gomer Pyle maybe was dealing with his own ghosts. Message. No, I'm kidding. But uh, I think, yeah, I, I now, Zach, I think you have a taste of much of, of his other st- uh, t- style of work. But uh, with that, I think going into the, like, if you're going to rate it, I don't know if, you want, if it's something you guys want to rate, because it's uh, definitely one of these, like, oh, you know, this is one of the... Like top celebrated movies ever made or stuff like that. You know, definitely like when it comes to like war movies or like Vietnam style movies. It's definitely up
2: there. It's different to rate I feel because it's not like, you know, oh it was a great movie and I enjoyed it, so like seven or eight, you know. This is more like thought provoking. It's it's a thought provoking it's a good movie, but it's like I didn't enjoy it because it's obviously so like
0: It's not meant to enjoy
2: Yeah. So it's like I don't know if I'd watch it again, but I do give it the props of like, yeah, it is a good movie because it does make you like think and you know uh, the way that it was structured and just all the thoughts you get while watching the movie. I don't know; it's it's hard to explain. But
0: okay, it's he's like unrateable because <laughs> it's so complex.
2: Like I, I'd give it a high rating if it was just for movie standpoint, but like enjoyment, enjoyment? factor, I'd
0: be like, nah. <laughs> man yeah he's like i didn't enjoy this yeah. all right you know it's a, uh, it's art it made you feel something good job uh tina what'd you think
3: uh so i'm not sure because i feel like <laughs> i have to rate two different movies like part a and part b True. uh yeah. for me like part a was like i would say probably an aid for me because i was like i didn't know it was gonna be like a happy ending kind of movie and then it turned into maybe it's a horror movie and i really like Kind of like when a movie keeps you guessing and you have to discover what kind of movie mm-hmm. or what the next thing that's gonna happen, so that not getting it right every time I thought something was gonna be a certain way uh, really kept me entertained. So I would say in that in that aspect an A. Mm-hmm. Um, the war report, I kept asking uh, Danny like if is is this based on a true story? Because I was if it is like. I cannot finish this movie uh, like i would not finish this movie this is based on a true story i
0: mean the vietnam war was real, real. the
3: search was, real- was real too apparently so you know uh, there were some real aspects to it for sure um the second yeah. part like since i'm splitting it into the second part for me i would probably rate it a six like it's your standard you know war movie i would say i was entertained the whole your time
0: your standard war is hell kind of yeah thing. like i feel
3: like uh like The only thing that set it apart for me was the whole, like, having that part A and that part B, right? But other than that, to me, that second part was kind of like any other war movie that I would probably see. But part A definitely made it a a different movie and and we set it apart from other war movies. To
2: go through that, I I did, like, the first half um, with the drone instructor and everything a lot more than the second half.
0: Okay, nice. Okay. Zach? Oh me? Yeah, I actually no. <laughs> because, I'll, I'll take that back. I'll go and yeah, if you recommended recommend it I'll, and you've never seen it, yeah. so I guess I don't want any of our thoughts though, like uh, influencing your final take on it. But me from just from somebody knowing that this is one of these like definitely like all time like highly regarded classics. Um, I don't know. I I, I would not i don't want to disagree in saying that i only thing i would disagree saying that the second part is not as entertaining as the first it's because i feel like the second part though to your point the second part is made better because you've seen the first part so that's Mm -hmm. why i still see it like yeah the two like the movie's split in almost like two parts but it's still part of one cohesive whole which you know that they have to all tie in together thematically and uh it's just like seeing the like the real like that and like apocalypse now are usually like the two big like Holy crap, the Vietnam War was a real shit show. Kind of like, or this is, it really messed people up, kind of thing. That, and I think there's a Tom Cruise movie, I think, uh, Born on the Fourth of July, which is about a Vietnam vet. Uh, This, it's, these are, those are like the three main movies you go and see, like, oh yeah, like, Vietnam was really bad. Is Tropic Thunder also. No, no. No. They're, they're, they're making a movie about Vietnam. It's a movie about trying to make a Vietnam movie, and it's really (laughs) ridiculous, over the top action. And, uh, but the, uh especially like yeah like there are a lot of like weird like those little things that just like you see from, from the great character acting and the way shots are filmed uh like in this stark like boom explosion it's just like and like almost to the point where like the the some of the war stuff is very subtle and like yeah like explosion and some people got shot like yeah you see a big blood spider and then you have that like whenever the u.s the, uh, the american troops would try to fire back like just just explosions and gunfire everywhere all across the side of a building and you're like holy shit, that's overkill which is again thematically the whole idea of the whole of everything and like it really hits his message as well and so like mm-hmm. i would give it like so like again and uh, again the ending to me like still really hits home with just like wow like it finally the war finally even broke joker because he had to mercy kill this girl And at that point, he's just all singing along, they're all singing along to the Mickey Mouse song, which is, again, still really like, sort of traumatizing for me. And with that all ending on a message, and then ends on Painted Black, which is awesome. Like that, I would give this one like a solid, at least if I'm being conservative, it would be an 8.5. Yeah, if I was being really generous, I'd say a nine, but I would say 8.5, because, you know, again, like it's I I some of his other stuffs better, but again, I, it's meant to make you feel uncomfortable, like on purpose. And just kind of be like, yeah, this was really messed up. I feel like Painted Black* is the uh, iconic. Uh,
3: is it Mickey Mouse song, song? Like a kid song? Yes. Okay, so yeah. you know when you are an adult, like when you're older, and you only can remember the songs when you were a kid. Like I don't know if this makes any sense to you, like. I feel like the only songs I remember, like, other than, like, you know, new songs or 80s songs, it's usually, like, the songs, like, when I was a child. And I wonder, like, the purpose of them singing that song. At that point, it was, like, the only human part left on them. It was, like, when they were kids, and this is the song that they remember. I don't know.
0: Could be. Could be, yeah. Because I think uh, originally that song came out, and, uh, like, it was recorded and made famous in the 60s. So, like, those were, they they were kids. When the song came out. Yeah, they were younger kids, and now this is happening in 1968, so... uh, yeah ted offensive 68 sorry the history nerd is coming out yeah so january of 68 and then they're fighting through all this stuff uh, the first half of 1968 and it's yeah like hey that song's fresh in their minds so they're like okay yeah like early 60s we grew up with that so hey let's all bond because we were drafted the, and this sucks all
3: the chants that they learned while they were in training and not none of those were the ones that ended up singing like they sung one of like a kid song
0: exactly like it's more just like Let's remember we were happier when we were kids, but you know we're in war. Message like it's really it it hits home. Yeah, it's a really it's really good movie, and it's actually not crazy long, surprisingly. Like I was watching this with my sister. She's like, "Oh, how long is this?" Like it's less than two hours. Oh, really? Let's sit down and watch it. And so it's you know it's still captivating in that regard. Close Closes out, Zach. What do you think? So I,
1: I kind of leaning. Or like my thoughts are kind of similar to Tina's where uh, both parts of the movie, I have different like my different thoughts and, and opinions about them, um, which is what makes giving like a rating kind of difficult. Um, but I do have like a like a like my my general like overall uh, thoughts on it because I, I, I enjoyed the first part of the movie much more than I did the the second part. I, th- I figured that well I I hope that there would have been more of the first part I I would have enjoyed the movie maybe a little bit more if it had more of that first part um before then it it changed you know changed tonally to the second part because the first part I I would give it like an eight and a half nine out of ten That makes um, sense and then and then the rest of the movie it felt uh I, I I can't think of a of a good word, but I, I felt like it was more like like, like I would like give it more by a, the numbers. Like a, yeah kind yeah. of. And I'm for that part, I'm leaning i leaning more towards like a six and a half for the rest oh, of the, wow. for, the for the second half. Overall, I would say maybe no no more than like a seven out of ten.
0: I would argue watch it. Cl- it's hard. It's a, it's a tough watch, like because yeah. of, emotionally, <laughs> but like watch things closer because there's a lot of stark uh there's a lot of uh telling imagery the way shots are framed and a lot of like it's really yeah like again like some of the lines again they're really forceful and they're really brash but it's just like oh like this is what's going on because you know he gets to that point where he's hanging out with cowboy and his like really is that lufthogs like they're like super like you know hard this is a hardened crew of of soldiers in vietnam so like you have all that there happening and yeah it's it's there, but uh, I think I can, I can respect that because you gave it a watch. I'm, yeah, I'm cool with that.
2: Yeah. Well, at least for three of us here, we knocked it off our watch list finally.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and um, Danny, I don't know if uh, if you got a chance to look it up, but uh, I remember is Gomer Gomer Pyle. It's it's some, it's an old reference even for me, which is the reason why I think he named Leonard Gomer Pyle hmm. uh, right. So. Yeah. So. It's from a
2: comedy that aired on CBS
0: in the sixties. That makes sense. Okay. And, and it really was a spinoff
2: 60s. from the Andy Griffith show.
0: Oh, I did not know that. Okay, cool. 150 episodes, right? Damn. That's nuts. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you data guy. Cause I, yeah, I didn't even know that. Now that's going to be burning my brain forever somehow. Cool. That's why he made that reference. He's just like, you're a Gomer Plough. You're just dumb. <laughs> oh man nuts guys um so yeah if you have not seen it yet we mentioned it earlier in the episode uh you know you kind of got through a whole rundown of the entire movie but you know it's still up on hbo max right now as of this recording which is in may of 2023 hopefully it stays there
1: i mean it is a warner brothers movie so
2: it should be oh so it should be
0: there okay good not go buy it. You know. Unless unless they decide to take it off like they have for like half their property. Half their property. <laughs> it's on Max, where you go to watch HBO and maybe some <laughs> of their Warner Brothers stuff and maybe uh you know, that's a whole nother conversation. But uh yeah, um I like to think that at least you guys are a little more uh kind of you have gained a wider perspective by seeing uh this movie at least. And you know, you can judge other Vietnam style movies if you watch it, you know, like We Were Soldiers and uh some, you know, you can take those Forrest Gump scenes with a little more seriousness, maybe. But um, I, you know, uh, definitely we invite you, uh, like we do uh, every week. Join in on the conversation if you, you know, are a big Kubrick fan and you really enjoy Full Metal Jacket or if you've never seen the movie before and want to know more about it or if you've seen it a bit and got different things from maybe uh, the panel that we had on uh, today's episode, we'd love for you to reach out, you know, and uh, keep the discussion going. You can follow us and talk to us through uh, social media, which is on Twitter and Instagram, which is Watchlist. Uh, with that, we're gonna be uh, doing a slight pivot because next week we'll be talking all about Guardians Volume Three. I'm not ready. You're not ready. <laughs> I say I am okay. ready, but I think deep down
1: I'm not. I don't know. Because yeah, it's gonna be apparently the end of a couple of a, of a couple of characters as we know them. Is Look. this
3: like the final movie?
1: So F- yeah. final
0: Guardians. It's uh, the final Guardians so. movie. I'm. I know. I have at least already since they released the volume three soundtrack i still have i have since you've been gone by rainbow still stuck in my head ever since that trailer came out but uh so i'm excited at least just to see how that gets woven in you know james gunn working his magic uh he's been uh i mean if it's anything you know a little toned down version of like you know peacemaker or anything it's gonna be great (laughs) so i cannot wait and i hope you all can't wait either so stay tuned for that episode next week And uh, from everybody here at the Popcorn Watchlist, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time.